Welcome to First Aid Copites, a podcast for Delaware's Liverpool supporters and their friends. Hey, welcome to the latest edition of First Aid Copites. First take copites, usual um, messing up the intro. Uh, it's May 11th. It's episode 30 of our fourth season. Welcome, dear listener. Delighted to be joined by a full house today. Um, we have Sean joining us after uh, a little absence. Um, um, Daz and Justin are back as well. Excited to chat about uh, our last game. A 3-0 win over Leicester. Um, and then look ahead to the Villa fixture. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, first part, we're going to look at the, the Leicester away game, um, seventh win in a row. Part two, we're going to look at, uh, at the Villa game um, and uh, what we expect in that one, a game in which Jurgen Klopp will not be on the touchline. And then part three, we'll look elsewhere. Um, we've, uh, we've, we'll have we we'll maybe do some minimal Champions League chat. Maybe, I, I think we'll focus a little bit on all the players who are leaving this summer, some of whom will be much more missed than others. And then, uh, yeah, we, we've got a, we, we spent a, a fair amount of time talking about the relegation battle the last couple of weeks. So let's, let's, you know, you know, carry on talking about that and make, uh, error screwed predictions. <laughs> what was that, Justin? Not talk about the Champions League. <laughs> uh, well, actually, well, maybe we'll cover it here. All I was going to say was, uh, we've been tracking what 538 has said. And at one point last week, we were at 9%, according to them, making Champions League. We made it as high, I think, as 37%. But then after today's Newcastle victory, we're back down to 27%. Um, and it seems like 538 is suggesting that United have to fail for us to make it, which, uh, hey, we'd love that, wouldn't we? So um, Champions League chat done. All right. Part one, Leicester away. Seventh win in a row. Um I think uh, we were all pretty confident last week that we were going to win this one. Um, I, I, I made some noises about Leicester's XG being three in their previous two games. Um, I'll, I'll start with you, Sean, because uh, this is, I think, may hopefully your favorite topic. I'm surprised to read that the XG for this one, at least on understat, I know it was different on different places, was only 1.73 to us and 0.53 to them. Uh, it felt like so much more in control of the game than that. Yeah, it looks like it varies a little bit. Like, I got Fotmob, as it's at 2.15 to 0.41. And then, um, give me a second here. Just, just in, so I, I think ESPN must, must use Fotmob because I did see the over two, but then everywhere else I looked, it was, it was lower. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it did seem like more than that. I think they had that one Vardy chance early. I can't really think of any other chances they had the rest of the game, though. I mean, I think that was that was a big part of the match to me is that they didn't really threaten us much at all, especially outside of the first, whatever it was, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, it felt like we really controlled the match. Um, and I think, you know, we were a little bit fortunate maybe with, with one of the goals, um, but... I don't like with this new system. I haven't been on as much lately. It, it the, the team just looks much more in control to me. I mean, there are like some some potential flaws with it. I think we'll hopefully work on those and improve. Maybe with transfers in the summer or whatever. But it it looks it looks more controlled to me. It reminds me a little bit of our. I'm not saying we're we're, we're this good or to this extent, but it reminds me a little bit of how we used to look in a lot of games in 1920. 
where it just it just feels like we're in control of the game. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, I think the team's built confidence over over time with all these wins. But um, I don't know. I've just I've felt more comfortable and confident watching them play. Just just the way that we're playing. Um, it just all seems to be working well. And I, I, I wasn't really worried about a result in this game, you know, Lester terrible and didn't really look, I mean, even if they did get that Vardy goal, the way we've been playing, you just kind of would back us to come back and win right now, you know, which is how it used to be. So, yeah. I mean, that, that absolutely feels like more confidence flowing through the team. Um, so I'm going to go to you next, uh, Justin. Um, and nowhere more, I think, is this embodied than in Curtis Jones, um, and I won't repeat what we usually say about Curtis, but this was, um, I mean, not just the goals. I mean, the goals are really well taken, but again, he looked like he belonged. Yeah. And I think part of that is playing him in a role that suits him. Like everybody keeps talking about comparing him and Jeannie Wijnaldum and the way in which they're playing the role of that left-sided midfield role, left-sided midfield, it's different. Like Curtis is significantly more advanced than Ginny gets. Ginny would, Curtis isn't supporting tactics. He's actively joining them. Ginny's responsibility was to kind of be a pressure valve to support. So it's kind of, you know, it's lazy because the systems are also different and ask different things of different players. But Curtis as a late runner in attacks is, you know, helping. Like he's, he's doing what we need a midfielder to do to join attacks. And it's, and it's, why we're actually creating more chances and getting like the thing that we haven't had enough of this season happens at the far post. Yeah. Curtis has mm-hmm. happened at the far post in two of the last three games he's played, right? You want Salah gets tons of tap-ins at the far post, which have to come from pressure down the left because, you know, the ball needs to swing across to him. But, like we need that kind of sustained pressure down the left in order to unlock parts, you know, other things that we like. And know, just it's more fun to watch like with with a midfielder who actually can get into the box. Yeah, well, well, and you've probably seen this, but on various like analyses, they 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 show him as at least as far forward as whoever the left sided player is in most games, which which clearly is not where Genie would have, have, have shown up. It's 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 inner making your inner play less predictable and having your patterns of play less predictable mm-hmm. is important because. We became kind of stale mm-hmm. um, and and able to be figured out first when Mane lost his step of pace during the COVID season because a, a large portion of how we played was effectively Mane and Robertson, you know, Mane, Mane getting overlapped by Robertson, but also then giving the opportunity for Sadio Mane to, to make a penetrative run with the ball into the area. And when he lost that and he lost that ability to make that run, you know, we brought Diaz in. Diaz was able to do that, free Mane up in the center, changed how we played a bit because of the chemistry between Diaz and the rest of the front three versus Mane and the rest of the front three is different. But we have forwards who are going to do different things now, but you still need someone who can penetrate the box down that wing and having it be a combination of Jota and Jones or Diaz and Jones, or at certain points, Robertson and those two, uh, who, you know, the forward and the midfielder, it, it makes you a lot harder to play because you don't know which one of them is going to be going, which one is staying, and which one is going to try to penetrate. So I was going to talk about tactics, but I'm going to go to Dallas, so I won't. Um, let me talk about uh, 
two scousers scored for Liverpool for the first time in, oh, let me get this straight. Uh, it's 17 15. years. I could get that right. Um, 16 years. Yeah, um, since uh, Robbie Fowler and Steven Gerrard. Uh, that, that feels um, important to me, oh, but I'm biased. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I wonder if this is, isn't just necessarily a Liverpool thing. Like, I wonder how many like West Londoners have scored in the same game for for a team from West London or North London, for that matter. I, it's, it's, it's probably... It's representative of the way that the game has gone. That it's we're way more multinational, multicultural as as a, as a league, or well, pretty much as a, as a sport. But yes, it was really really nice to see two academy kids too come through and, and do it. It's not like um, we picked up someone up from Tranmere Rovers or or from Everton and they did it. It was like they're both academy kids, which is and it's beautiful for the sport. And I just wanted to go back, not necessarily to, to 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 bump against the tactical aspect of it, but look where Curtis got got the ball on his second goal. Yeah, like he was he was the most advanced at that point, I believe, on top of the eighteen yard box when he pulled that ball down. Mm-hmm. So it, it speaks to uh, it speaks to Justin's point about about being a little bit a little less predictable, more chaotic. Yeah, what a finish, um, too, by the way. It was on that second goal. It was. Yeah, I would would kind of caveat it and say that despite Everson's heroics against Everton, he shit. Uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> feel like he should have been. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Iverson is not the answer. No, no, he's uh, not even the question. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, so let's 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 talk a little bit about Leicester because uh, we can, we can do relegation chat later, but. Um, I mean, isn't their biggest issue is they've got a team that, that's built to possess the ball and being a shit relegation-threatened team who doesn't possess the ball is like they've just not got the players in any positions. Sean? Uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of issues with Leicester. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting because a couple of years ago, they, they seemed like such a dynamic, interesting team and – I don't know, it's just kind of devolved over the last couple of years. Their midfield. The Brendan Rodgers effect? I, I, maybe, like, at least some of it has to be with the recruitment, I would think. Um, some of the some of the center backs they brought in aren't good, and they seem to be kind of the same type of center backs, like, you know, big, slow, not very good at a lot of things. And then um, their midfield is just nowhere near as dynamic as it used to be. Like, Tillman's slow as can be now and um but like Samare and who's who's the other one in the midfield Indeed. it's just like you know it's yeah. it's just not it's not a it doesn't seem like a quick dynamic team anymore in the way they play yeah. um which is i think like part of what their former identity used to be so, um yeah it's, it's i don't know it's weird i don't want to blame it all on Rodgers but like i think that's probably been part of it um, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a Brendan Rodgers fan, but I don't want to like bash the guy too much. But um, you know, oh, I think he, go on. I, so, I, I think. I think so what's your notion? Is reasonable job. Sean did Lester. actually. And I don't want to go over the top on that, but um, yeah, I think some of the some of the recruitment, you know, kind of wasn't as good as it was previously, and um, the team just 
seems to have aged and not quite as dynamic as it was. So who did most of the recruitment for them? Rogers. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. I, I don't know how much of it was Rogers and how much of it was others. I mean, I don't know. From the outside looking in, it, 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 it reminds me a little bit of how we used to be in terms of like, are there, are, are there conflicting interests between the manager and whoever's doing the recruiting? Cause the pieces don't seem to have like really come together that well. So, so, so not to rehash what we talked about last week, Justin, um, but you um, did say that, uh, uh, we were very likely, I think, based on the fact that they had vowed fast. I, I actually, somebody said this. I heard this week, which I thought was hilarious. Which is like, what, what does it come to when vowed Vedcost isn't the worst vowed in the Premier League? Uh, <laughs> which I, it's like, yeah. Weghorst, Weghorst, well, first off, Weghorst isn't a bad footballer, right? He's Weghorst is at least, I think, a Premier League caliber footballer. What vowed fast is not, but like mm-hmm. the entire premise here is this: um, they have no idea how to recruit center backs. Or goalkeepers too, because remember, yep. after, uh, other, like Michael was there. Who else did they end up with? Danny fucking Ward. Yeah, Danny Ward. He, that's he, the he, other one this year. So, but like oh. when you when you and, and then like you build by center packs like the ones they have, like Soyuncu, who the biggest myth that anybody ever figured out about about Seglor Soyuncu was that he was ever actually good because he wasn't. Um, Brendan Rodgers is an architect. He's trying to build all buildings but doesn't understand that you actually have to dig a foundation or else it's just going to collapse. Like just fundamental flaws in his approach to actually doing things that are going to be his undoing forever because he just doesn't know what he doesn't know. I, I, I think, well, you said this last week and I think evidence was definitely provided on a plate um, this week. They, they Johnny, Johnny Evans wasn't actually terrible, right? No. He's, yeah. He wasn't. I mean, he's yeah. slow and he's old, and you can and, and you. He hasn't played for six months, right? Played for six months, but he wasn't yeah. terrible. Fast is is awful. Yeah. Like every, you can you can get goal side of Wout Fast every single time. He has no idea where he is on. I, I confess, I was disappointed that he didn't get a third own goal for us. That would have felt. Uh... Well, you know what? He, the leading goal scorers in this picture for Liverpool this year are Wout Fast and Curtis Jones. <laughs> Well, he's he scored more goals for Liverpool than uh, Ross Charleston has has for for Spurs. I mean, That's there was great. a six week period where Ralph Fast had our most goals in the league since from the World Cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I mean, that's that's one of the best stats. It yeah. was like through mid uh, February or something, right? Yeah, thankfully things have picked up a bit since then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what you also said, so I'll, I'll stay with you, Justin, um, was the one thing you'd guarantee was um, that they would sing the national anthem at some point, God Save the King. And sure enough, um, there was lots of that going on before we scored, of course. Yeah, yeah that's when I put that one in the top bin, I said, God save that fucking shot. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I don't mind if they get relegated. Like, you know what? I, 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 I blow it on sometimes about, and I bloviate about, like, you know, how football supporters are all effectively come sometimes the same. But some of us aren't. Some of us actually don't give a shit about other people, and that's what Leicester supporters are. So, you know, enjoy the championship. I hope yeah. you end up in League One. And, and as we pointed out last week, Leicester is a much more impoverished city than Liverpool, um, which makes the whole, like, feed the Scousers all the more ridiculous, ridiculous. Also um, makes it- Great that their undoing was two scousers. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, I think I saw someone tweet that. Two, like, two, yeah. two scousers and an Arab. Take that, you kip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eat the scouts as well. They were fed off your uh, scraps there, definitely today, um, Lester. Oh, yeah. they dined. There wasn't scraps. There was a feast. <laughs> How, by the way, also, I th- and, you know, and uh, I'll let sh- I'll bring Sean to talk about this because this probably <laughs> his territory for a bit. But how good a passer is Mosala? Oh, yeah. Oh God, yeah. It, I mean, it, that's it's probably the most underrated thing about him. Um, can't, you know, I'm not going to pull up all the stats right now, but some, if somebody Ooh. cares to look, <laughs> go, go and look at, at Mosala's expected assists and chances created over the last few years, and it, it's I'm guarantee you it'll be higher than you think it is. He, yeah, he's just incredible, and um, I think everybody needs to to recognize just how good he is. I mean, it, it, if it, it's a great thing that that we we uh, that knock on wood. We had him all season um, because, you know, I, I, I know there were ups and downs, but, um, you know, he, he carried us at a lot of times this season too. So, Not to push um, a button here, but if you said, I know a guy who got 19 goals and 10 assists and there's still two games left, are they in the running for player of the year? Right. Oh, I mean, not, yeah. because he's I, not, I don't right. even go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> the player of the year nominees. Marcus Rashford scored what sixteen, and uh, I don't know. I mean, he's nowhere near Salah in terms of assists. Yeah, yeah. This is like a participation trophy for the most part, because you know who's gonna, you know who's actually gonna win it, and then everyone else is just kind of also ran. Oh, he, who, he, the robot who shall not be named. Yes, let's let's not go. There. <laughs> um, okay, you're uh, gonna celebrate by eating an entire jar of mayonnaise <laughs> and drinking milk. Yeah. Uh, so. Moving on to something, uh, actually, one quick thing I did want to touch on. Um, Klopp's interview after the game, I thought it was really funny where he, he talked about the trend free kick and he's like, we've tried that three times and the previous two we've hit our own players. I remember we did that against Palace and Henderson got in the way. Do you guys remember yeah. who the other one was against? I, I, did, I could not. I could not. Not the most important thing. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, clearly this one went in and, and, a better goal than Everson probably wasn't going to save that either. Um, was there one where Darwin got in the way? <laughs> that was it. Was Darwin? Yeah, it was. Sounds about right. I, 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 that's that's just a big guess, but sounds about right. Okay, so what have we covered? Um, so, Darwin and Henderson getting in the way. The twenty-two twenty-three Liverpool season. <laughs> <laughs> he got in the way. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's the title for our uh, episode today. We stopped getting in our own way. Um, final thing, um, and I'll give everyone a chance to talk about this. Um, for They said it was 10 minutes, but I feel like it was more like 20. Um, the uh, away fans were chanting nothing but, Si, senor, give the ball to Bobby, he will score. Um, it, it was uh, it was lovely, actually. Um, I don't know where you watched it, but... Uh, um, I didn't hear much of the first half commentary, but I did hear that, and it was was actually adorable. My favorite part was when they panned to Bobby when he was sitting. He was sitting in the in the in the dugout, and you could just see like that, like his grin starting to get bigger and bigger. It's got yeah. it's got to it's got to feel good. And I'm, look, I'm 
I'll be, I will be gutted when he's gone, and I, and I, I will follow, I will follow his progress wherever he goes. Uh, I just, it's, he's one of those guys that's asked for nothing and given everything. You never see him in the press. He's never moaning. He's never whinging. He did that that coconut water ad and just added knowledge, and it was the best. It was the best description of knowledge that's ever been been described. So I, I don't know. I just, oh. I just, just and I, I think I tweeted about this earlier this week. There's just, there's so many, there's so many good memories when, when he, when he, when he saw, when he sold Soldado a, a piece of, a, a piece of real estate on the moon and just left him for dead. I think it was pretty much the end of Soldado's career. After I don't think I ever saw him again. Well, he had to pick the little bits and pieces of him up, himself up off the off the deck and all around. Bill Rail, 2016. I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah, that yeah. turn. Yeah, oh, I, I still get weak knee thinking about it. So, so I do want to talk a bit more about the departing players in part three. So maybe we'll come back to our favorite Bobby memories. But, uh, but that it, 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 it was awesome uh, that that was the song that you took away and none of the shit that those those obnoxious fans from Leicester were singing, um, who I don't think we will miss. Well, someone miss? tweeted. Someone tweeted that there was like a back. It was an, an actual back and forth. That was yeah. that, so. I, I pulled that up as I, I was trying to find this because I I don't know. It's kind of. I don't know, sickly amusing. But Dan Kennett posted uh, political ping pong on the terraces. Feed the Scousers. F the Tories. You'll never work again. Maggie's in the mud. God save the king. Andrew is is a nonce. (laughs) Oh, man. So that was the experience being at that Leicester match, I guess. Uh, From again, see that's (laughs) poorer than Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anything else before we move on from uh, Leicester? We could talk about their relegation chances later. Yeah, I got one thing. Glad you never have to fucking see Jamie Vardy in a game again. <laughs> I actually, I think Vardy's been a very good player for a long time, but mm. the most irritating player to play against, I think, in the non-Bernardo Silva division. Yeah. He's a ritual yeah. cast member from the Rats of Nim. Rick. <laughs> it's it feels like he always scored against us. There was that yeah. cross, cross shot against. He says it was a shot against. Uh, was it? It was Minulay. Over Minulay's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. What? What? It, um, I'm still kind of. It's, so they keep talking about. He, he scored a lot of goals against us in games we won. By the way, that's a lot of. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've still, had some. Yeah, we've, we've had some good memories against playing against uh, Leicester yeah. in recent years too. You yeah. know. Yeah. That Boxing Day match the year we won the title was just mm-hmm. awesome. Maybe one of the best performances I think we put in. Right. Yeah. So dominating against the team, the potential was a rival. You know, yeah. Sort of. Well, there were, yeah, there, well, there were different like people like that. For me, that was the day that I really thought we were going to win the title. Yeah. Well, we, 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 because they had built up that match, the Boxing Day, we came out and just absolutely destroyed them. And, and we we got done good, gone on that tour to do the World Club Cup, yeah. so it wasn't like we were coming back fresh. Yeah, yeah. So, lovely memories. Okay, we're going to come back in part two. We're going to talk about uh, a home game against Villa. Jenna uh, needs padding out, but let's uh, let's get there. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, welcome back to part two of First Aid Copites. We are going to talk about um, next weekend, this weekend, in two days' time, Liverpool take on Aston Villa at home. Um, historically, used to be a, like a, a guaranteed win. We had a dodgy spell in the early like 2010s, 14, where Villa won, I think, three times at Anfield in four years, five years. Um, recently, we've returned to normality, and um, we are hoping this weekend we can do that. Klopp will not be on the touchline. Um, which hopefully won't be uh, that big an issue. But clearly Unai Emery's done wonderful things at uh, Villa, um, which uh, our, our beloved Stephen Gerrard was not able to. Um, Ollie Watkins, uh, I am told, I read this somewhere, scored five goals against Liverpool, the most amongst active players, is what they said. Um, or maybe it's more active Aston Villa players, I don't know. Um what 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 are your hopes and expectations about this weekend, Sean, uh, with the Villa game? Well, I hope we win. Um, it's a good start. Yeah, I think playing at Anfield is a big a big advantage here. I mean, Villa's been great, and they seem like they've gotten much better organized under Emery. But um, I mean, I think that crowd's going to be rocking at Anfield this weekend. You know, I, I I think that might just be too much for Villa. At least I hope it is. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with the farewell for, for Bobby and Milner and, and the rest. Um, the rest. So I, 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 I think, I think we'll win. I, I don't think it's going to be easy, but I, I think we'll win. I think it could be a game where, you know, it's, it, it takes a while for us to get the first goal, but, you know, I think eventually we'll wear them down. Yeah. Yeah. So Justin, um, I mean, what I'm disappointed is that it might actually be, given it's Bobby's last game, potentially be on the field, he might actually score, and then we won't be able to say we were at the last game he scored at Anfield. Um, but if he does <laughs> score, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to wish Bobby not, like, you know, one more Anfield experience, to you know, to, to, to send him out on a high. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I just don't fear Unai Emery if 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 it's not if it's not matters of the Europa League. Like, well. it, it just maybe he gets maybe he gets Villa into the back door of the Europa League. It doesn't seem likely, but um, you know maybe they win their next two, they end up in the Europa League, and Unai Emery gets you know restores the the great European name of Aston Villa. Um, you know who are a bigger European side than one that's currently playing the Champions League final. But, uh, we, you know, we can, uh, we can get there at another point in time. Uh, no, I mean, I think we're going to beat them. I think that they're probably kind of beach, you know, kind of beachish. I think Emery's a decent coach in league competitions, but, you know, you get his best qualities in a cup competition when he doesn't necessarily have to win the game. Yeah. And I think we're probably going to pound him into sand. <laughs> like, like so, 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 Daz, in the current run, um, I think there may have been one game where you said you weren't sure we were going to win. Where, where are you on this one? Me? Yes, you. I, I like our chances. Um, I, I, I agree with Justin. They're, they're kind of beach adjacent because there's, they don't really. So having said that, I know that they, sometimes I, I struggle with that idea because people that play against Liverpool Football Club never really quite seem to be on the beach. So there's 
it's that sculpt that, that you, re- especially at Anfield, that you really, really want. And I, I like Ollie Watkins as a, as a, as a player. I'd, I'm hoping that we kind of take the measure of measure of him for the, for this, for this game. Yeah. Um, I, they they're actually they were a fun team to watch a couple of months ago they, I've watched them re- more recently they, they do have something about them but it's it's very sporadic they don't really sustain like much of a threat for a very long period of time but then again that's how teams seem to play against us it's like we'll yeah. maintain like a lot of possession have the lion's share of the chances and then it's just one cock up on our behalf and and we're, we're going in one down at the break or but we seem to have gotten over those jitters. And even when we do concede, we like we don't have the same woe as us kind of mentality that we had before. So it's a long way that continue. Yeah. And I think that that's the, the nascence of that was, was Trent. And I know we've talked about that in previous podcasts, but I think it bears repeating that it's him being number one and in, in, in pretty much every chart that was ever made since he, since he moved into that spot. It's, it's definitely had a, a ripple effect for everyone else. And I, I, I honestly didn't think, and I'll hold my hand up. I didn't think that this was a team that we could build around Trent, but, and it's early days. I know it's early days, so I'm not going to be overly effusive or, or get hyperbolic about it. But I think that there's, there's signs there that, that Trent could be, could be what we try to build a, a midfield around. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't see it. So it's, again, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not a professional coach. Um, and, but I, I didn't see it in the setup and it's just, it seems to have all fallen into place. And I, I'll go as far as to say, as I think Trent will probably get an assist and maybe another goal on, on Saturday. Oh, I like it. Like it. By the way, I I do wonder whether, um, what I've seen of him, Jacob Ramsey looks like a footballer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do wonder that whether that makes a huge difference to how good or indifferent they are. Um, I, I'll be interested to see how Emery uh, lines up defending our, our new formation. I, I, I have a feeling it might be like a little tactical wrinkle to try to try to work Trent out of the game. Yeah, um, we'll see. He's going to talk to Alberto Moreno in this one, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. You know that's it, a good, good the bet. problem is, is the way that you work Trent out of this game is that you have to have a number ten who's going to buzz around. Because if you go down the wings, basically at this point, you kind of know we we kind of know how to handle that. Like wide, we're sacrificing wide areas and defending wide. We're sacrificing by defending in wider areas to protect Trent with a bit more centrality. Because the theory is that if you can't, because Trent and Fabinho are so close together, cuts off the passing lane in, in fast. If you're quick in transition, you beat that by basically having a number ten who can buzz around Trent and try to nip the ball away from him in, in kind of like a mid kind of pressing situation. The problem is Coutinho doesn't move, probably won't leave their bench anyway. Yeah. He said too much. He said too much. He says, he said he hasn't seen what, he hasn't liked what he's seen from him. So there's, no, there's probably no chance of him playing. So is Buendia that guy? Buendia is active, but he's not strong. So yeah. He, yeah. he's not going to, he's, he's not going to like, he's a guy who could be active and will press, but isn't going to take the ball from you. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I know their formation's a little bit different than a lot of the other teams we've played recently, I think. 
but it's like they're basically playing like a four four two, right? It's kind of like a like a different type of four four two. They play a four four two. It's a four four two diamond, but basically they pin their two eights kind of back and rely on a ten to bring the two forward to bring the two forward into the game. And, and yeah. Is, so does the ten vary? Because is that sometimes Ramsey and sometimes Wendia? You use Ram. Ramsey's used more as an eight. Okay. He's the, the, and sometimes they use Bailey, right? Yeah. So I, I, I just I, I wouldn't be I mean I don't think it's going to matter all that much but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see them try something different there. The thing, but the the thing about Trent, honestly, this is the thing that's impressed me most about Trent, is that I, it seems like anytime teams have tried to press him or tried to get him off the ball, he he's not really phased by it. Like he's he's very comfortable on the ball. He's very comfortable under pressure kind of moves around pretty freely, easily, knows where to pass the ball. It's It doesn't really – a lot of times it doesn't really work. Like once he gets yeah. the ball, he knows what to do with it. Um, it's kind of hard to take him out in this current position. The, the, there is actually, I think, a couple of like tweet memes that I've seen where Neville has said, yeah, like uh, Trent can't play in midfield because he'll be good receiving the ball with his back to play, but like the goal – and they showed like the scene from the Fulham game, I think, where he like spun around and mm-hmm. two people for dead. He uh, just looks so comfortable. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, that's, that's, that's been the thing. And I was, I was dead wrong too. I was kind of in the camp of like, why, why mess up a good thing? You're in Gary different. Neville's camp? Sure. No. Come on. So, with moving Trent, um, but it's like he just looks so much more comfortable now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think everybody can see that. And it, it, I think it, I think it's given everyone else in the in the squad more confidence. Really, yeah. um, I, I've been firmly in the move Trent into midfield camp. Yeah, for a long <laughs> you have. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to give your best your best passer one of the best passers of the ball in world football yeah. significantly more angles and channels to hit passes into? Okay, so my the uh, so this my limited understand my limited viewpoint of it was like, do you put him as a six or you put him as an eight? In a four, in a four, three, three. So they've they've essentially changed that. It's this hybrid system that they're using him in now. That my tiny little reptilian brain couldn't fathom. So I'm thinking is like, you put him in a six. You is he going to be an eight? I just I wasn't I wasn't sure that 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 he had what the tools that Klopp insists that those players have for those particular positions in his particular system. I think that's that's where I fell flat. And now I'm like. Well, of course, that's where he's supposed to fucking play. He's supposed to be near the whole bloody time. Of course, he is. Like, it, it works. But I, I, I couldn't see it because I, I, did, I, I didn't see Klopp changing his system to, to accommodate Trent. The, okay. the thing that surprised me about again, like, is is more like that he's able to receive the ball well with his back to goal. That he's comfortable on the ball. His ball control, his dribbling ability, his his vision and awareness of everyone around him. Like we all know, he has the passing ability, but in that right back role, a lot of times he had just all the space and time in the world. It's different in midfield, and and he looks even more comfortable there, even though it's a little more crowded and chaotic. He looks more comfortable, which is pretty incredible. Well, I I, I think part of the issue is he's not actually playing like a traditional midfield role, though, is he? Um, no. The, yeah. The three. The, it's it's arguably three two five when we're attacking. Um. So therefore, like like you. If if you're Leicester and you don't pick up Jones, who's the edge of the five, then bad things happen. And therefore, like concentrating on him sometimes is not the best uh, kind of defensive approach. Even though, it- yeah, but he's. I mean, 
it, I think it is a fairly traditional midfield profile. Though. It's just people aren't used to what it is because it's not something that English players do. It's something that Italian and Spanish players do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, was just, I mean, it, it, it sounds ridiculous, but to me, it's like it reminds – I mean, not that I've watched a ton of it, but it reminds me of, like, watching Pirlo, right? Yeah. I, mean, I said sound, that weeks ago. I know. that it's, it's, it, it sounds – doesn't listen to a podcast. Does. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, it, it, but it sounds it sounds ludicrous to compare somebody to Pirlo, but I mean that that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks like a bunch of players. I mean, it looks like Pirlo to a bit. It looks me a little bit actually like Tiago. It looks yeah. a bit like um, the other one I was thinking of. Is it looks a lot a bit like uh, Tony Cross, like the way in which the three of them play on yeah. the ball. And by the way, I would take one of the I, I would take any of those three in my in their prime in my midfield because that's three of the best like playmaking midfielders yeah. you've seen. In Europe seen in the last two decades. Probably the three best playing. I mean, the or other Javi. one is Javi. Javi is <laughs> another one. Yeah, like the other one you think of Javi. Javi is Javi. He, Trent doesn't play like Javi because he, he's Trent's a bit more inured to uh, probably actually Kroos of any of them because he's playing the mm-hmm. final ball in the ball, the actual playmaking killer ball more than anything. Yeah, the the only um, contra to that is the haircuts. I mean, they just. Well, the difference. Um, but, uh, I don't think Tony Kraus can grow dreadlocks. <laughs> it's like, it, I mean, he's like, uh, he, he must use lots of razors, I'm thinking, on his haircuts, Tony Kraus. Modric could probably do it if he wanted. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a bit more out there. I um, think I have more of a chance of growing locks than any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I certainly do. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> before we're done on Villa, because I know Ashore probably needs to leave, um, Quickly, thoughts on lineup, thoughts on scoreline, Sean. I think we're going to line up like we've been. Line- I don't think Klopp has a lot of choice, really. I think it'll be uh, Salah, Gakpo, Diaz, Anderson, Mino, Curtis, and then our you know typical back four. Oh, don't um, you mean back three with that other guy in the midfield? Ah, uh, well, I mean, again, like you get into formations. I think defensively, we're still kind of playing a four-three, you know, four-three-three, um, uh, but. And attack, it's it's different. Um, yeah, and then and again, like for them, I I, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with how they always line up, but I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if they throw in a little wrinkle somewhere to try to throw us off. But I I, I think this is one where the crowd, if anything, is going to be too much. Um, yeah. It's going to be one of those one of those games. I think where they just walk into a cauldron. Well, we'll talk about the crowd in part three because uh, I think. Clearly, the, the potches will affect us. But, um, Justin, um, formation, any differences? And what's your expectation about scoreline? Only thing I consider is maybe um, Jota for Diaz. Um, you you kind of have to play Cody Gakpo at the center forward at this point. He's, um, yeah. he's, he, he's, he's become exceptionally, exceptionally good over this last run of games. Yeah. Um, you, don't, looks, you, don't, like, you don't think we'll go with four attackers? Or a Villa... <sighs> Not in the bottom twelve category. No. I don't think you. I don't think we will just be. I mean, I don't think we will because we looked like shit doing it. Yeah, <laughs> didn't yeah. lose. Oh, there was the Brentford game though, like where basically the ball was in play for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's also true. There was no continuity of play, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe you do it. I mean, I'd like to see Darwin play a little bit, but uh, you know. I think that right now you should probably just continue with the habits that you have that have you winning. Um, 
because rolling into the rolling into this the summer with with you know nine on the bounce uh, gives you something to jump right into next season with. Does final word? Any lineup changes? Predictions? Um, with these guys, I think I think we go with the three Trent five and. <laughs> that is the formation three trend you're skipping you're skipping fab who <laughs> who's been quite good recently he but has he has yeah. well the formation helps him too yeah. but it, it has it's it's been nice that he hasn't to cover had to have had to cover every single blade of grass behind behind his front three and between the the two eights great look um uh, it's i i, I Look, in my heart of hearts, we start Bobby, but we have the business of a game of, of winning games first, um, which I hope that he sees some time. But I, honestly, like if it's if it's a tight affair and we're not up by two, I, I, I'm. Do you give him that? You kind of have to give him that farewell, but that could mean the, the difference between us making putting enough pressure on United to. And 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 Newcastle because if 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 we stumble at this hurdle, it's essentially game over. I don't think there's much else we can do after that. Uh, much to, to to rectify that. So I I don't know. My dogs agree. So uh, are we going to win? <laughs> we are. I think I think it'll be three one. I think that uh, of the sound of that, Gakpo will get one. Uh, Curtis will probably get another one, and I, I fancy I fancy I fancy Trent getting one. I'd like to see Salah get one too. It's nice to see him get to twenty to twenty goals. That'd be excellent. Well, we, go up, we, we go up two nil. They get one back, and Bobby comes in late for the winner. Ooh. The roof will get well. What's, <laughs> no roof, but the surrounding structure will get good. blown off if he comes on. So we're going to come back in part three. We'll talk a little bit about Bobby, and we'll talk about some other stuff. But Sean, thanks for joining us. Um, we will be back. Hey, welcome back to part three of First Take Copites. Um, okay, so we've got uh, two games left. We talked about the Villa game and uh, final game of the season. We'll be away at Southampton. Um, and uh, we'll talk about relegation in a moment. But um, this weekend, uh, Liverpool just confirmed the departure of uh, Roberto Firmino, uh, James Milner, uh, Alex Oxley-Chamberlain and Naby Keita. Um I think we all will have different opinions about all of those players. Um, but I thought what we'd start with is um, Bobby Firmino, uh, who I think has been, you know, I mean, I'm not saying anything original here, has been instrumental in our success over the last few years. Um, but a- along with that, I think if we'd not won things, there'd have been so much joy from some of the, the, the things that he did, the goals he scored, the kind of way he played. Um I'll start with you, Justin. Um, you know, I, I, well, so I'll start wherever you want to go. We'll, you know, no luck. Um, hat trick against Arsenal, World Club Cup final. Bobby Firmino. I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off with a with, with a quote of the poet laureate of Macclesfield, one Mister Peter Crouch. Um, if you watch the game, you don't see Firmino. If you watch Firmino, you see the whole game. Okay, well, that's the end of episode uh, <laughs> <about> three. <laughs> Should have started with that shit. I, I, th- I think there's a lot of truth to it. Every, um, <laughs> I think it's spot on. 
Yeah, I mean, he he made us tick. He he, he was there was a like like I spoke last week about the fact that there was a period of time within which um, the best player on the team was going to be handed off from Virgil and Mo to Trent at some point. Um, but before that handoff occurred, um, Bobby Firmino was the best player in our team and carried us a really 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 long way. Like. Everybody talks about Mo's first season and the ch- and, and that Champions League run we made, but like Bobby created so much space for both him and Sadio Mane to do everything. He did all the, he did all the work. He had all the creativity. He was gritty, nasty, um, jubilant, uh, full of flair. Like just a, a, an amazing footballer to watch and. Um, just seemed to come across with a per- with a personality that you were just like, you know what, I uh, I very much very very much love watching this guy play because he's he's filling my heart with joy, and that joy comes from both the mon it comes from the mundane and the spectacular. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go, I'll go to you next, Daz. But I'm I'm thinking, um, no look. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm really thinking like oh, the Arsenal game where he slalomed his way through the Arsenal defence, and it was always comedic with them like all lying all over the floor before he scored that goal. Um, yeah, see, si, Senor, where do you want to go? Uh, I know I was, I was waxing lyrical about him before you you cut me off. It is, it's 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 almost like it's it's a mosaic for me. There's so many beautiful moments. Like it's. And they all just form this 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 beautiful portrait of of an incredible footballer. Um, I think it, I'm, I'm paraphrasing Klopp, but he said he essentially mirrored what what Justin was saying is like there was no us without you. Like yeah. the, he was basically the glue that that, that bound, and he was he was kind of like that sparkler for me. That's like it burns the brightest. And then there was, as it burns down, you get like those little flashes at the end of it. As it, and I think that's we're, we're kind of seeing like the, the the end of the sparkler. And but there was a, there was moments and 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 I, I I I didn't partake in it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Like oh, he's done. He's it's the end of the road for me. Every now and again, you'd have those those incandescent performances. You're like oh, he's back. It's the the rumors of his demise are greatly exaggerated. Blah 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 blah. But it's it's just such a classy way for him to go out. Um, there's no stink. There's no there's there's no. He's, it's just typical of who he is. Like he he doesn't he never really grabbed a spotlight, but he never left the spotlight. And I think that that speaks to our, our Macclesfield poet laureate. It was that's exactly that. Like it's everyone was looking to find him in the spotlight, but you, all you had to do was look in the center of the spotlight, and there he was. And it's, I don't know, man, it's, my eyes will not be dry when the crowd goes mental with him on, on, on Saturday or probably after the match. Cause you know, he's going to do a lap of victory and there's, I, cause I, I, I listened to the, uh, the post-match show and I don't think the hoarseness of the guys at the Anfield rap in that back in the back of the front seat of that car or wherever they were was, was because they'd been drinking. Well, they had, but. I think it's because they they spent that entire fifteen minutes belting out that song at the top of their fucking lungs. As I I I I, I was sad when Sadio went, but I'll I'll be crushed when Bobby goes. Yeah. Well, let me give nine. you. Say number nine, give him the ball, he'll score every time. Which clearly wasn't quite true, but 
let me, let me give you another one. Um, one of the questions I always get asked is, who is your favorite player? That's a really difficult answer, so a question to answer, so I won't even try. All I will say is my dog is called Bobby. That's, by, that's Michael Edwards. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. How many more of these have you got? Because I feel I got, I got I got I got two I got two because I I got, <laughs> got one I've got one handy for Milner too. Okay. Oh, all right. So um, I don't want to say the last word on Bobby because I, I to your point, does um, I think he's been intric- like so intricate in so many things that have happened um, for us in the last what three four years. Um, but like he was there on so many of those, like really right there in the center. So many important occasions that happened to us. Oh, Daz, I was leaving it to you. Um, I was just—I I don't know, man. I'm like—I'm trying. I'm just—I'm—I'm uh, I, I'm spent just because I'm—I'm I'm, I'm already projecting what it's going to look like with those big flashing teeth of his and that giant smile because. Yeah, there was, remember him on the piano singing. Like I, I think he was just learning how to play the piano, and he was playing his own song. And like <laughs> I think, so, I think some people would probably see that as being a bit brassy, but for him, it's like it just came across as it's yeah. kind of like a, a a thank you kind of thing. As like I've I've learned to play the piano to be able to sing your your guys' song for me. Yeah, I, I, that's how I took it. I, I'm sure that the oh. more cynical and assholes amongst us would take it a different way, but. I, I am thinking the antithesis of uh, what is Sanchez and what is Man United introduction with this, like, I, I don't know what, whatever the shit was going on with this piano, um, if you remember that, this introduction. Oh, I remember. What was that? Oh, I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels the exact opposite of what you'd expect from Bobby Firmino. Um, and then him whistling, whistling. Some, didn't someone else sing his song? I think it was a it was a, who was the big West Ham central defender, the Welshman. Um, what's Collins? his name? Colin. You think Colin? Yes, he was. This is like this is a good couple of years ago, but he was whistling the Bobby song in the, in the tunnel. <laughs> I seem to remember yeah. that. Maybe it's another fever dream, but mm-hmm. I, I seem to remember that. I thought that was hilarious. Wolves reporters sing it for uh, Raul Jimenez, and yeah, no, not quite the same, right? Not quite the same. Yeah, yeah. Roberto Firmino. Uh, I I think we'll probably talk about him next week, but it's really cool to reflect. Um, We have some other players who have announced us leaving. Um, I think probably next in the list in terms of our affections is James Milner, who's with us for seven years. Um, It felt like he was coming to us at the end of his career. Um, seven years feels like an awfully long time for it to be someone's end of the career. Um, my favorite memory, let's start with that. And then we'll go to your quote for it's for my, my memory is drowned out by your wonderful quote is, is the Barcelona four nil where he keeps it in the corner at the end of the game for like, what seemed like, I don't know, hours. It's probably like, I don't know, two minutes. Basically they did not have another kick because he kept it in the corner and, uh, we were winning this game, whatever was, else was going on. And he made that happen. James Milner. All right. So this, this, this one's autobiographical. Um, I caught him with a heavy challenge. He wasn't happy at all. When we went down the tunnel at halftime, I gave him a tap and said, he said, are you okay or something like that? And he went off on one. He was shouting burrow, 
which means donkey, but is also a general term in Spanish football for someone who goes around kicking opponents. <laughs> I don't know if he realized that I could understand Spanish, but he said, you did that because I nutmegged you. I wasn't going to get into a debate with him. He nutmegs pretty much every player he comes up against. <laughs> Why would I take that personally? <laughs> Very clearly, Milner is talking about Messi. Messi, yeah. 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 But yeah, Milner pissed off Messi really badly. So mm-hmm. that's funny as hell. Also, James Milner is the only professional footballer I've ever told that I I love you too. So, <laughs> I, you know, he, he's a man that I have I hold a very very deep affection for. I, I need to. What was his response to that? He rolled with it and was definitely weirded out. <laughs> that's great. It's great. I, I, I spoke to I spoke to him for like fifteen minutes after yeah. later. Yeah. He was he was very cool. Very I, nice. do, I do love that both our memories come from that Barcelona tie. That's uh, excellent. So, Daz, uh, James Milner, going to miss him, aren't we? I do. My my son's quote anytime he sees Milner take the field is, Brexit means Brexit! Because he knows he's going to lump someone 42 feet up into the air unapologetically. I just, I just loved his work ethic. It's, yeah. Again, he's one of those guys that just showed up, was great at what he did, and 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 unassuming in the way that he did it. It's, and he's, he's, I don't know, but maybe it's maybe it's the Yorkshire, it's the whole Yorkshire thing. I don't, I don't know, but he's, I, I, I do, I'm, I'm, I, I, I mirror what Justin just said. Is like I, I loved him as a player, and yeah. the fact that we got him that much towards the quote-unquote end of his career. Right, right, right. <laughs> he, still, he still gave us seven good ones. The fact that he just comes on and it, it's almost like he knows exactly what's, what's, what's required to, to close a game out. And I th- we'll, we'll miss that institutional knowledge. We'll miss that, we'll miss that, that, that chutzpah. We'll, miss, we'll just miss those bollocks, I think. Yeah. And I really, I, I was sad. I'm sad that he's leaving. I was hoping maybe we could get him to stick around, get his badges, maybe go through the youth system with us, but that he could do the same thing for Leeds. He could probably do this. I don't think he'll go back to City because I, I think that he said that he, like he, that looked, the trophies look better with our red on it. So God bless him for that. Oh, there's a quote we should leave with, right? Trophies look better with, better with red on them. Love that. So, uh, I'm remembering something. Um, Justin, we, we chatted with Dan Kennett and he was totally not in favor of giving a new contract to Milner. Um, he was upset that we'd given a new contract to Henderson. My, my fear is you know, Milner leaves. I'm kind of wondering about the level of leadership. I, I and who knows how important that is in a football team, but it felt like for the years we were really successful, we had a lot of people on the field who would drag everybody else along. Lalana. Yeah, yeah. Your thoughts, Justin? I, I, I don't – I'm not that worried about that. Um, you still – I mean, you still have Henderson there. You have Van Dyke, who's an international team captain. You have Robertson, who's an international team captain. Yep. Al is an international team captain. Um, Tiago is, is, a, is a leader. Fabinho is a pretty popular and big personality hey. in the squad. Allison, like I, I don't, I don't think that there's. I, I think that Milner is important at doing things. Like I, I don't think he's so much a leader. That, like, like I mean, look, he's absolutely a leader. But I think, 
I don't think his leadership is paramount necessary. I think maybe his culture setting is. And this is one of those things that I think gets lost amongst okay. people who look at football. I mean, this isn't to try to insult anybody, but there's a, there's a subset of people who look at football purely from the data and analytics standpoint. Yep. And some of the things that they will occasionally miss because data and analytics don't believe in the concept of intangibles that much is that you sometimes have players who are culture players who are there to help develop the culture, but not necessarily be there to have to play a lot. Right. And like, there's a reason Deserby's bringing Milner into Brighton. There's a reason a lot of works at Brighton. There's a reason that, um, you know, Alex Toxley Chamberlain's probably going to go someplace and immediately be, you know, a guy who's going to, change how the team operates because he's been around winners so often, right? Yeah. Those guys exist. Milner's one of those. Uh, but I don't necessarily, but, but I think that they're after seven years at the club, I think he probably his, his DNA is probably all over that locker room. Even with him out there. Gross. Well, I hope you're right. Well, sure. always right to be taken yeah. there. I want to go to uh, I think something you touch on, which is you can just look at the analytics. So I'm going to switch it up slightly. One of the other players leaving is Nabi Keita. Um, I, I, I don't know if the stat is true, but I read somewhere today they've only started 49 Premier League games in the five seasons he's been with us, which, I mean, I guess feels like it goes along with every negative thing you've heard about him. He's just never been available. But I don't um, know did I end up sharing that article with you, Daz, uh, from the New York Times from about yeah, three years ago? You said it was required reading, you jackass. Oh, okay, good, good. Well, my like alter, like alter ego is doing a great job with my email. Um, <laughs> the teacher the first day of school didn't do the assigned reading. You can't <laughs> right. So um, I have a busy life, you know. Um, anyway, um, it, it very much looked like he was signed on the basis of we saw the stats. It was not about anything we um, we saw in person. Um, and I, you know, I, I for a long time it was like, no, oh, people are wrong. You know, he, he's actually been great for us. He was great for us in moments. He definitely wasn't great over the five years if we take it as a totality. Was he? He was good when he played for the most right. part. Like, when, he, when he wasn't, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was. Okay. He, part of my point is, we 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 probably played what uh, hundred and hundred and twenty games in that yeah. period, and he played forty nine of them. Almost, sorry, almost two hundred games. And he played forty nine of them. I think he had one hundred and twenty six total appearances. Okay, all right. Fifty four. He he he. I think he appeared in. Fifty-four percent of the games that he was eligible to play in for Liverpool—that that still feels low. Look, I, I'm I'm not going to dig him out. Um, I, I I wish him well in his travels. It just it just never really worked out for him. I think that the the weight, the fact that he chose Stevie's number, will will will, will probably always be the albatross. Um, well, the bigger albatross around his neck because the expectation was that. And I think the fact that he spent a year away and we're like, like we'll see you in a year, and Klopp had certain expectations of what he needed to do within that year, and he just didn't do it. I just think it, a lot of stuff rankled, and it made it easy for us to turn him into to the the pariah that some people think that he is. 
I, like I said, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dig him out. I did enjoy watching him in spells, and I found him to be exceedingly and aggravating in, in other spells. And I guess that's just testament to to someone that that hits highs and lows, and 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 the way that that people react to those those different highs and lows as 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 fans. But it's like Godspeed wherever he ends up. Um, but I think that's pretty much all that, that I have for Nabi. You know, the, the, the funny thing is, I think there was a tipping point with him. I think um, in 2018, 19, um, Martin Atkinson was refereeing our game against Leicester and he was tripped up in the penalty area. No penalty given because Martin Atkinson didn't give penalties to Liverpool. I, I do wonder whether that would have altered his, like how people saw him. Because he would have been way more instrumental in that that league win, league season win, which should have been um, than than he ended up being. Well, I think part of it is like so. Part of it is like I, I have I have some qualms with him, uh, you know, that stem from certain things that happened off the pitch mm-hmm. that were sort of resolved. Uh, we don't need to go into it here because we're talking about him just as a as a footballer and not necessarily as a person and. Yeah. I'll just try to keep it there, but um, I think the Rakitic tackle in the in the in the first leg at the Camp Nou might have really basically just altered his career. Yep, he was he was he was in he was playing a lot at that point in time. Mm. Like um, he'd actually pushed Ginny out of the team for a bit. Like his there was a period of time, like you know, in the late of the Allianz, what was our starting midfield? It was Henderson, Keita, Fabinho, right? Like there was a possibility that he was going to push himself into into the picture as the you know the, the third starting midfielder, the one who was going to be create who was going to be tasked with carrying the ball more. Um, down the stretch of last season, basically we were playing a four midfield rotation, a four midfielder rotation of him, Tiago, Henderson, and Fab. Like he's contributed to some very good runs of play, and he's been a good. He's, he's he is a good footballer. It's just that. Um, the player we bought him for was when we were a team that was doing chaos, heavy metal football. And by the time he arrived, we were a team that was just trying to work with patience and st- patience and then complete sterile domination after we've scored. And he's fit for one of those, but he's not necessarily a great fit for the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, what you reminded me of is I have a lot of recency bias, right? The season has been awful. Uh, like it's been not great for our team, but it's been awful for him. And uh, yeah, I'd forgotten about the Rakitic moment. Um, you're right. That was a, yeah, th- that like basically ruled him out of the f- semifinal, second leg. It ruled him out of the final because it was the first yeah. leg of the semifinal. And then yeah. also every, every time he went away on international duty for Guinea, oh, yeah, he yeah. would always come back hurt. Like It would appear so, yeah. The injuries were the story. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Navi could have been so much greater for us, but he didn't. He did contribute in moments. I think is probably the the, yeah. the summary. Um, gonna round it out by talking about uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. Um, well, I think it's fair to say. Well, I think the the general narrative is he was he, he came as the team was exceptional, scored goals against City in very important matches in the like 2017-18 season, got a really bad knee injury in that semi-final against Rome at Anfield and never, never really recovered. Um, is that a fair 
summation of where we've been with Ox? I think it's yeah. fair, but there's another thing to consider, which was um, he was our fourth leading scorer in the title winning season. Mm. He scored some big goals for us. Yep. Like, yep. Um, I think I have a significantly more personal affinity for Ox than I do for Kata, recognizing that Kata's input on the pitch was probably greater. Um, Ox just, uh, I mean, again, it goes down to the thing I don't want to talk about, but Ox is, you know, Ox is a seemingly a decent human being who is also, you know, integral to being really, you know, good to the rest of the team. Yeah. 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 He just probably outstayed his usefulness as a Liverpool player. So, so I think what I'm hearing is there were at least two seasons where he made a really big contribution, which coincided with our greatest success. Um, it's not felt like he's been available or capable of contributing pretty much since then. No, I think that's wow. I love Ox, uh, and I, I make I make no no bones about that. I, 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 what really endeared me to him the most was seemingly something was a throwaway. It was a, a, it was with Coutinho in a, in a post match, and it was when Coutinho was thinking about going, well, agitating to go, however you want to put it. And and he just steered he he steered the conversation or the line of questioning away from it, and I just like I was like, see that's you're talking about the cultural the the, yeah. the, the kind of the 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 culture leaders, Justin and and I think that that's a, a, he was he was wonderful for that, and there was that outside of the boot uh, goal that he scored who was that against it was it was a Belgian team I think was it Genk or Ghent, Genk the outside of the foot yeah. Oh, I was like, and the away leg. That? Yeah, yeah. When we were playing great, actually, yeah. And he, I was like, who, yeah. the, who does that? It was just yeah. like, it was almost like, yeah. it was churlish almost the way that he did it. He's like, fuck this, watch this. I can do this. And he just belts it like outside of the boot, outside of the 18-yard box and bins it. I was like, Jesus. Like he had he had so much potential. And I, I would really have said that, we, that he didn't necessarily get, get to – get to display all of it for us. And, and I think we as a team potentially moved, moved on without him too. I don't think it was necessary. Yeah. The injuries are, are what left him behind. If I can really, if that was the best way I can say it. And, and I think that Klopp, whether wittingly or not, places a lot of stock on availability, almost to the point where he's, he shut, he, he kind of shuts the door softly on people that he doesn't feel like he can rely on. And I don't, I don't think it's, it's look, it's a, it's a business. And at the end of the day, and he won't, he's not going to be nasty about it, but I think once, once he kind of closes that door, it's very, very difficult for someone to come back through it. And, and I think that, that, that Ox kind of fell afoul of, of that particular aspect. Cause at the beginning of the season, I seem to remember him, he, he did have a, when we were going through tough spots, like he did have like a little bit of a run and I'm not saying that he necessarily contributed more to it. He's just such a confidence player. I think he gets in his own head. If yeah. things aren't going his way, he just, he kind of fades out because he's like, you, you can almost see himself flagellating in the middle of the pitch. Like I, like I can't do this. I'm not good enough. And it, and he just kind of retracts back into himself. Well, I think rather more like with Cater, I think, like a sequence of things happened and suddenly it's like, I can't rely on you anymore. Um, Cause he, I think at the beginning of the season, he was trying to play him 
in a more was he played in a more advanced role. Advanced role, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got injured. He came back. Presumably, wasn't doing exactly what the team wanted, except no one else in the team was doing what was wanted either. Yeah, I think. I think another thing with Ox is just without that extra yard of pace, mm-hmm. he's not technically. It's the same thing that Henderson's going through right now too. Without that extra yard of pace, their technical abilities um, and Henderson and Ox is a decent technical footballer. It's just the further forward you get, the more important technical ability becomes. And Ox is an attacker, so you know even though he's playing in the midfield, he's an attacking player. Mm-hmm. It just. Without that, without that extra burst of pace, his you know good technical ability isn't good enough. So I think just wrapping it up, I think we wish them all well. Um, yeah. Some of them could have made a bigger contribution, but it's clear that uh, Bobby and uh, Millie made you know, a lasting impression on on the football team that we watch. Um, and Leo Messi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, and and when uh, when Robbo leaves us, we'll come back to that again. Um, yes. Uh, do we have any appetite to talk about the relegation battle, or should we just wrap it up there? I don't want to talk about Everton anymore. Okay, all right. Well, actually, I was thinking more about Leicester and and Lees because I think they're the ones who look more doomed. But anyway, um, yes. We'll be back next week. Uh, after the Villa game, we will have one more game after that. Away at Southampton, which based on this season, who the hell knows how Southampton are going to play. Um, thanks so much, Daz. Thanks so much, Justin. Thanks to Sean, who joined us for a brief period. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Follow us at First Day Copites on Twitter. We only tweet and retweet from sources we think are credible. Finally, music is courtesy of Hypnotic. They're a Welsh electro pop band, and you can find them at https colon forward slash forward slash hyperfollow.com forward slash hypnotic. Hypnotic is H Y P E N O T I C. Thanks so much to them.